Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. This is cool. Well, we have a history-making announcement today. A history. Thank you, Logan. We have a history-making announcement today, and uh, which I'm going to just... Uh, what I want to do is just take us on a little bit of a journey um, and then I'm just going to land this announcement and then I'll talk about some lead lines and then some of the details, just as if you're reading a newspaper. You know, you pick up a newspaper, you've got the headlines and you've got a lead line and then all the details, it's the details that we'll just talk about over time. So let me take you on a little bit of a journey. On March 23, 2020, uh, this was the first time that we as a church went live on Facebook following the announcement of the COVID-19 global pandemic. Remember that little virus that was going around for a bit? Yeah, a little virus. Um, we had a, a public service the week before, got the news that every church door was going to be closed around the world. And so we just went into solution mode and thinking, okay, what's next? We've never been live before. We don't even know really what to do. The only thing I was thinking about uh, was, oh, I'll get my phone out and I'll get in front of it and at least have that. Uh, but thankfully, we had some team with some skills that, you know, got us online. And so we were online the very first Sunday, every church was shut down and it was a great pioneering time. And you've got to understand that we at Gateway Life Church, we're not the kind of church that likes to settle, okay? We're never going to settle. As long as there's a lost one, we can't settle. What kind of people would we be if we said to ourselves, well, you know, we've got enough. That'll do. The rest can go to hell. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just imagine a family, uh, of 10 people, they had 10 kids, a mother and a father, they've got 10 kids, and they go out to Stanley Forest in Beechworth, and, and night falls, and they all get back to the car, and two kids are missing. Just imagine the father saying to the mother, well, we've got eight. Guess you just got to count your losses. We've got eight, we'll just leave the two to, I don't know, hopefully they'll find their way home somewhere, perhaps with another group or family. Like what we, that, that, those parents would be locked up. And so we, you got to understand this, a part of the calling on Gateway Life Church is to continually pioneer. We're never going to settle. Jesus said, in actual fact, and he's our example, uh, Jesus said that he leaves 99 saved ones to go after one lost, broken one. And we're all broken. We're all lost. We're all wayward in some way. This is the heart of God. He leaves 99 saved ones, safe ones, to go after a lost one. That's his heart. That's my heart. It's important that you understand what kind of church you're a part of. I don't want to be a part of a church that just wants to tick boxes and just exercise like a, a Sunday Christianity. And then for the rest of the week, we live like however we want to live. But it doesn't necessarily include God. I trust this is, you know, encouraging uh, you today. And so we're a pioneering church. And at this particular service, at this first service, I declared, right, at our very first service, this is the first time we've gone public to the world, right? 
And I said that I believe that a reset button has been hit. I don't know what you've been thinking in regards to this uh, virus, but surely it has leveled the playing field across our world. And I personally believe that a reset button has been hit. Again, I, I don't know what you're thinking, but what I'm thinking is this, that a reset button has been hit, which is going to bring about a restoration of the old, a reconciled relationship with Jesus, and a revival in spiritual grace and of faith. I just believe that I hear the, the voice of the Holy Spirit saying to someone out there right now that this is actually your appointed time. And it's with this kind of persecution and war against our flesh that I believe that we can rediscover who we truly are under our Creator and that we are truly better together. Which is going to bring about a restoration of the old because God is a restorer of broken things. That it's going to bring a reconciled relationship with Jesus. You know, I think some Christians need to get saved afresh a reconciled relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ again, and a revival in spiritual grace and of faith. And everything that we've been through since then has led us up to this point in time. And I heard the Holy Spirit say that what we've been through as a church over these past two years, and 2020 was tough, 2021 was tougher, for me personally, 2022 has been the toughest. It's almost like if uh, COVID was a marathon, 2022 was a super triathlon. That's how I'm seeing it. And I heard the Holy Spirit say that everything that we've been going through is actually a compliment from God. I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, and I've heard him say that to me uh, time and time again, that what you're going through is actually a compliment from your heavenly Father. Because God saw that we were flexible enough for the divine prunings and disruptions and interruptions, for a changing of the tracks, and that we're ready to put away the old wineskins because we're thirsty for the new wine of the Holy Spirit. That's what I felt the Holy Spirit say to me. On September 1 this year, I declared... On the first day of spring, hello spring. And for me, it was a prophetic utterance and de declaration. And on the end of it, I put three little green emoji lights because I am believing for green lights. Everything that I've been waiting upon the Lord for, I was believing that September, the season of spring, was going to be when new things spring forth. I also wrote in a public post, I said, I pray that all that you've been sowing, waiting and hoping for will come to fruition in this season of spring and that it'll be full of green lights. You see, I wasn't just believing it for me and for us, but for everybody. In Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19, uh, the prophet said, forget the former things and do not dwell on past things. See. May our eyes be open. May we see, uh, God says, that I am doing a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert, and I will bring about streams in the wasteland. 
You see, I believe that it's important to forget and to let go of the former things, the old mindset, uh, sorry, the old mindsets, patterns and ways in order to lay hold of the new thing. We've got to let go. I don't know who you are today, but someone here needs to hear afresh. Whatever you're going through, if you feel a little bit weighed down by your history, God doesn't want it to weigh you down from stepping into your destiny. We need to let go. Don't hold on. Move on. There are new ways, new days, new opportunities, and new seasons and new people ahead. What lies before you is greater than what lies behind you. Something was being prepared for all that you've gone through. And guess what? That something has been you. It was never falling apart. It was falling into place. Today, I'm beginning a new series, which will go into October called Advance. As I waited upon the Holy Spirit, I said, Lord, what's one word that I can prophetically declare in this new season of spring and that we're in? And I heard the Holy Spirit say, advance. The key passage for this series is Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 6 to 8. And it says, you have stayed at this mountain long enough. It is time to break camp and advance. Go to the hill country. Look, I am giving all this land to you. Go in and occupy it. You see, Moses and Israel had been in a certain place long enough. It was now time to move forward. It was time for change. God was calling them to dwell in another place for a season. God wanted them to move, which involved pulling up the stakes of their tents and packing their bags. It was a call for relocation, ascension. They had to leave where they were because God was calling them higher, because God had more promises for them to fulfill and a new people to reach. You know, change is inevitable. Isn't that true, David? You don't have to do anything and life will change. We're changing all the time, aren't we, Graham? You don't have to do anything and things will change. Change is inevitable. But progress is optional. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Deal. Deal. Yes. A number of you uh, would recall at the beginning of 2021, as I stood on this platform and said, it was in the first quarter of last year, 2021, I said that I believe, uh, th- sorry, I said, I'm excited. I said that I believe that our time in this facility was coming to an end. I want you to know that I just don't say things for the sake of saying things. What I say is what I authentically believe to be true from the Holy Spirit. I said, I believe that our time in this facility was coming to an end. At the beginning of this year, 2022, I said that 
our time here has come to an end for the sake of not only saving for our future, but for the most important thing of all, the saving of souls. And so today I'd like to publicly announce to our community and uh, to Africa and to India that our time in this facility has now officially come to an end. One season is ending and another is beginning. Before I land our next step, let me just take you on a little bit of a journey, okay? I just want you to know this, uh, I'm a pioneering pastor. I've already said that earlier in my message today. I have been knocking on a lot of doors because you see, my heart was not to move into a vacant facility where we had to set up chairs, move in AV equipment, you know, set up this and set up that, you know, bump in and, and then bump out and clean up. For me, I just didn't feel like that was in our future. And, uh, and so, because we did that for about six and a half years. And I just thought to myself, God, you don't want us to use all of our energy in that space. You want us to use all of our energy in reaching our neighbor and, uh, and so on. So, so family, I, I was very busy just knocking on doors. I just knew that there was a door somewhere out there with our name on it, Gateway Life Church. So I'm knocking, I'm calling, I'm making appointments, I'm chatting. Uh, and let me just say, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, just to say the least. There was one particular door that I knocked on, and uh, they said to me, yes, we believe this is right, and uh, yeah, we want you to come into our local church and, and things like that. And I'm thinking, wow, this is, this is great. This is fantastic. Only to be told about a week later that the door had shut. So as quickly as it opened with welcomed arms, it quickly shut. Then, about a month later, it opened again. And the door swung open on a, on a whole new, in a whole new way. And the arms were extended, you know, further and higher and whatever else. And I'm thinking, oh, man, this is fantastic. This is great. The door has opened up again, only to have that door basically shut in my face again. And, and I was devastated. Why was I devastated? Because, because I thought, oh, this, this is it. This is where I can lead our people so that we can reach a greater portion of the community. That's why I was devastated. Because I thought, oh, Lord, where is this place? And then I knocked on another door and basically I felt like Joseph and Mary all rolled up in one. There was no room at the inn. Please, would you have us? Would you consider? We're nice people. We're very, we're Christians. We love, we love Jesus. We love people. You know what I'm saying? There was no room. I'm thinking, I know, God, there's a, a door there with our name on it somewhere. And what I want to do right now is just land this announcement. And I understand, I want you to understand that perhaps the geographic location might surprise some. But can I ask you to not to check out. Stay with me and look for God, look for the Holy Spirit and consider very much the why behind the what and the call of God. And so I'm knocking, knocking, knocking. 
And then I contacted Pastor Toby Clare, the senior pastor of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Wodonga. I made an appointment with him. I called him. Can I just say that from the get-go, he was so open and so receptive. He made an appointment very quickly with me to come over and have a look at the building. And uh, he took me through. We've been talking. I met uh, David, uh, who is uh, one of the elders at the church there as well, which was just so inspiring also. These guys have been so generous with their soul, with their spirit, with their time, and with their resources. And so I just want to announce that, um, that we, as a church, are going to be having our Sunday gatherings at the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Wodonga of a Sunday. So can we give thanks to, to God? <laughs> yeah. So basically that means we get to have our 10 a.m., and our 12.30 p.m. services there every Sunday. This is the only door, and it's a very significant door, that opened up to us. So I'm like a train. I'm like a train, and I'm moving. I'm moving, you know, and I thought, oh, this could be the station that we land, but the Lord said, keep moving. This isn't it. And as I'm moving, the Lord... Of uh, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, he's switching the lanes. Just keep moving, Jason. Don't stop now. And in actual fact, in the early hours of one morning, I'm like, I was like literally in my heart crying. My soul was aching because I just was feeling the burden of it. I kept on hearing the whisper of the Holy Spirit don't quit, don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. And it just, oh, and it, it does, <laughs> it does. It's been such a journey. I want to say to you, don't quit. Don't quit. There are better days ahead. There are brighter days ahead. Whatever you're going through, this isn't it. Whatever struggle you're undertaking, this isn't it. You know, what looked like the end of Christianity and faith upon the cross, when Jesus died, it was not the end. It was just the beginning. And I want to say new beginnings are ahead of us. And so this door has opened up to us. And I'm very, very thankful. Like I said, I was like a train and I'm just moving. <laughs> you know, how sometimes, you, can I be transparent? You're going to get a lot more of this. Can I be transparent? Delete that question. I'm going to be transparent. And because sometimes, you know, you just feel like quitting. And there were, there were those feelings, there were those thoughts, not in my heart. I could never see myself quitting. Not, for what, not when what Christ did for me. How could I quit when I saw Jesus hanging on the cross from my sins? So really quitting is never an option. Having a hissy fit might be an option. I have some of those at times internally, squealing like a pig when I'm going to the cross. That's an option. But in the end, I'm going to go to the cross. I'm going to do it. It's they who endure to the end that will be saved. On Judgment Day, we're going to be judged for what we did according to the calling of God, not according to our own choices. I'm going to do this. 
I have to do this. I've got to see how this ends. We've come too far to see, not to see how this ends. And, whew, like I said, you're going to get a lot more of this. You're going to get a lot more of this. There's a lot of reasons for that, but it's a lot of, a lot of freedom that I'm stepping into as well. Where I don't have to feel like I've got to, you know, keep up, as it were, some level of appearance. And what, what will people think? Far out. If you're going to worry about what people think, don't be a pastor. Don't, don't be a Christian, you know. And um, so there was a day, there, there was a day when uh, David um, came over uh, to the building here because I, I said to these guys, I said, look, we're leaving. And so there's a number of things that we're going to be selling. But I said, if there are some things that we have that could be a benefit to you, let us know and we can, you know, bring them in and we can share the resource. You've been so generous with us. We want to be generous with you. I want to share something with you, which is a great testimony and it has Christianity all over it. So I had David come to the building, right? And I took him through kids' church upstairs and took him around the everything and the, the production suite and showed him what he had. And so he's taking photos and making notes to take back to their board. Can I just say also, uh, when they had a board meeting, uh, there, there are 10 committee members on their board that had to vote about us coming into the building and I was a little bit nervous <laughs> so it was on a Tuesday night a couple of weeks ago and I, I, I spoke to Toby that day and I said wow you know big day especially for us I said would you mind texting me or calling me at the end of the board meeting to let me know the result because I'm thinking I don't know if I'm going to sleep until I know you know is this it so he texted me and we spoke the next day he texted me to say yes and then he also shared with me that it was a unanimous vote. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> Ten committee board members and it was a unanimous vote. And I just think that's a testimony to their spirit. But I said to David, we sat in, the, uh, in our office there, and I said, David, I just want to say thank you so much for your generosity of soul and for all that you've been doing. And uh, I'd no longer finished what I was saying. And he said, well, what would Christ do? <laughs> what would Christ do? You know what I felt like doing? I felt like saying, can you say that again? You sound like a Christian. You sound like someone who's had a, a heart transplant. Your heart for Christ. And I'll never forget that. And then at the end, we finished our conversation he was about to go, and this is what he did. He said, come here, let me pray for you. And I stood up, right, and he, he come and he wrapped his arms around me to the point that I'm like this. And he started to pray for me. And I thought, I can't move right now. It's like if I try to move and like I want to put my arm around him, he might think that I'm not comfortable with this. So, so I just stayed there as he prayed for me. Isn't that beautiful? That's beautiful. So I'm just conscious that Pastor uh, Toby has to leave at 11 a.m., which is in 11 minutes, because he has a kid's birthday party to go to. So can we please grab uh, a mic? Let's welcome Pastor David and also David. Oh, sorry, Pastor Toby and Elder David to the platform. 
Let's welcome them as they come. Thanks, Trin. Let's stand on the front row here. Yeah. Come down here, David. Stand in the middle. You stand in the middle. And uh, so what I want to do, like I want to publicly say on behalf of Gateway Life Church, my wife and myself, uh, thank you so much. And uh, thank you so much. I don't know why I'm doing that, but I'm just very thankful. I want to give you just a, an opportunity to share a few words. Sure. Look, I just say, praise God. I, I, I'm just glad that we're in a position where we can serve you guys. Um, I know Jesus talks about, in his parables, he talks about uh, somebody who has resources or a number of people that get given resources or talents. It's often known as the parable of the talents. And uh, when you look at that, Jesus returns, or that the master returns. And when Jesus returns, and I believe he's returning soon, and uh, when Jesus returns, he's going to ask us to give account of what we've done with the things that he's lent to us, because everything that we have really is lent to us by God. It's not ours. It's, he gives us uh, the responsibility for that. And so, therefore, we have a facility there. It's not being used on a Sunday morning. And so we were like, well, why wouldn't we be able to let these people use our facility? Um, so, you know, we've got a lot of plans for uh, the property that we have over there, um, but we're just glad that we can help you guys out. Thank you so much. David. Yes. As um, our church is a community centre, it's designed for communities and we felt that uh, this was part of a community outreach for our church and so we were willing and help uh, willing to help out as Justin said about the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit not only works on one person's life he works on all people's lives uh, and it's the Holy Spirit brings us conviction and it's the Holy Spirit that helps us to trust in Christ Jesus our Lord and Saviour. Amen. <laughs> so you've got a kids party to go to soon, yeah? I do, yes. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, I think so. I hope you get a gift on the way out, you know, like a little party pack or something. Possibly, I don't know. <laughs> Before um, you go, um, I'd like to ask you to pray for us as well and uh, for today. Pray for the people, um, that each one would have ears to hear and eyes to see and the future. Thank you. Let's bow our heads. Father God, we just thank you so much for what you're doing in our community, in the Albury and Wodonga regions, Lord. We just um, we see the way that you're working. And Lord, we can see your leading and your guiding in this plan for Gateway Life to move across the river. Um, not, not as in a permanent move, Lord, but for this season, you have chosen this, Lord. And God, I just ask that you would rain down your spirit on each person here, Lord. If there's any that may be a little bit uh, nervous or hesitant, Lord, I just ask that you'd pour your spirit into their, into their hearts and give them that peace that passes all understanding, Lord, we pray. God, we just ask that you would have uh, everything that's going to happen, not only here today, but also in the future with regards to this move. I just ask that you would have it in your hands and that you would lead and that you would guide and that everybody here would be able to follow you in this plan. So God, just 
bless everybody here, we pray. Bless them abundantly. And we ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Pastor Toby, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. We look forward to staying in touch. And uh, David, thank you, brother. I feel like I've got two new friends here. And enjoy the party. Let's give them another hand as they're seated. So, for some, I, I do understand that it can be a little bit of a culture shock. But can I just encourage us to stay open, to stay flexible? This is why I talk about how we serve a God of the new day. This is why I've been prophesying and declaring where God said through the prophet Isaiah, Behold! Like that word, Behold! That's the kind of word to get our attention. I am doing a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. You've heard me talk about that time and time again. How something that springs forth, it's like one of those jack-in-the-boxes, which can be a little bit creepy. You know what I'm saying? But you just wind the handle and you're winding, you're moving, you're working. And then all of a sudden a lid pops open and boop, out it comes. It springs forth. This is one of those moments. So... What does this mean for us in the future? What does it mean when it comes to the sowing of your time, of your talents, volunteering, and your treasure, your finances? Where will your finances go? Some might be thinking, oh, does that mean that my finances are being sowed into Wodonga? Not necessarily so. And I'll explain why in a moment. Because you see, we're not leaving the area. Pastor Trina and myself, we're not going to Melbourne. This isn't that kind of move. This is simply a small adjustment, a relocation. We're not leaving the area. We're not leaving Aubrey, New South Wales. We're not leaving Lavington. We're not leaving Thaguna. We're still here. We're simply increasing our community engagement and outreach across both sides of the New South Wales and Victorian state border. That's what we're doing. Our influence is about to go to a whole new level. Some might be thinking, but what about the New South Wales side of things? What about the ministry side of things uh, here? Well, this is where we're going to be ramping up smaller community groups on this side of the border in Jindra. I spoke to the, uh, uh, the owner of the Fox and Brew. Uh, his name is Robbie. They've been doing major renovations uh, at the Fox and Brew Cafe, which is also going to be a function center. It's right in the heart of Jindra. I've tried two other meeting locations there in the past, and that's the place that I want to be. Why is that? It's not just because it's a cafe, okay? Uh, it's also just because of the environment. It creates a very homely, you know, together, community kind of feel. And I love that place. So for all of our gingerites, our season in ginger is not over. I spoke to Robbie again during the week, and it's his hope against hope that all of the materials are coming through and uh, they'll open again in 2023. So I'm wanting to keep things going out there, keep the candle burning. We're also looking for a, a ministry space for a Wednesday night 
for our African life group, for our men's ministry, for our women's life group, for youth, and also for Saturday night rehearsals, particularly for our choir. So we're going to get those spaces. If God has opened up the door, you know, to us here, he's going to open them up elsewhere as well. And that too is going to equal community. So let me share with you some of the benefits, okay? Some of the benefits. It costs us between sixty-five dollars and $70,000 to open up our doors in a year. So across, like per annum, it's between sixty-five dollars and $70,000 a year in lease repayments, in electricity, in gas, in telephone, in security, in fire, maintenance, in general maintenance, cleaning supplies, photocop, the list goes on. Between sixty-five and seventy thousand dollars a year. So here's one benefit. It's not the main one, but it is a benefit. We're going to save that with this move. Now, of course, uh, an agreement has been made with uh, the church when it comes to our commitment there, our financial commitment. But it is nothing like it was here. I feel really good about saving your finances, our finances, and fast tracking those into our future building. We're only moving over for a season. We're not there forever. We're only over there for a season. And we get to fast track our finances and save and actively look, you know, for our own property. As I've already said, uh, it also means that uh, uh, just new movement equals new momentum. In, in conversations with uh, Pastor Toby, uh, we, are, uh, we are allowed to bring our barista machine over there. Another sign right there. We can take our barista machine. And I said, you guys, why not use it as well? Um, so they're, they're, they're free to use that. We're going to be taking our data projector and the mounting there, the mounting brackets, uh, because it's, a, it's like a $6,000 data projector and it works incredibly well in low light, sorry, in bright rooms. And uh, so we're going to bring that and uh, we're going to bring our uh, photocopier machine uh, so that we can share that resource together. Um, here's another little, um, you know, I think uh, benefit. They have ducted heating and cooling in every room. So that's cool. I've been knocking on the door of our landlord for the last two and a half years. Can you fix the heating and the cooling upstairs for our workers up there and for our kids? Because in winter it's really cold, in summer it's really hot. Don't have to worry about that anymore. And, and also the church there is on two acres of land. Okay, so even on bright sunny days the kids can go outside and do activities outside. Uh, family days, I'm thinking of family days, barbecues, kicking the footy, whatever. We'll stay away from the windows, okay? And, and, uh, and if Brent Piltz, who's a footballer, if Brent Piltz kicks the ball and breaks a window, it's okay, he'll pay for it. No, we'll pay for it. Um, the uh, facility is located on uh, 11 to 17 Melrose Drive, Wodonga. Uh, the car parking is massive. Uh, it's very easy. It's very accessible. I timed the drive from the top end of Thaguna. So when you come along Thaguna Drive and get onto the highway, I timed it. And uh, it took me nine and a half minutes to their car park. 
And that was at 5.30 in the evening on a rainy day on Thursday night, mind you. So it's a busy time, but it took me nine and a half minutes. I wanted to get the mics ready um, because uh, I also want to invite to the platform uh, Phil and Trudy, Mr. and Mrs. Tr uh, Phil and Trudy Haig, and also my most amazing wife, Trina. Let's welcome them as they come. Well, thanks, Jason. Um, I just want to give a bit of a testimony. Um, my, my own personal journey has been quite a large one over the last few years, and uh, one thing that stood out in the last four months since I joined Gateway is that, you know, for many years I, I went around to different churches and there was just uh, something missing where on a Sunday I didn't really feel confident bringing people into that environment, which is a sad thing. Someone's uh, once said that sometimes it's harder to get into the church than it is to get into heaven. And... Um, and often Christ is on the door knocking, trying to get into the church. He's left on the outside. But you know, since I've come here, I've really felt part of it. I've really felt a, a great sense of God's calling and, uh, and purpose here. And I believe God has led me and provided for me and opened, that, opened this door. And he does that. Um, around about 40 years ago, I, I listened to a, a message and it stuck in my mind. It had a sim very simple outline that said this. You work out your spiritual relation and let God take care of your geog geographical location. You get right with Christ and he will guide and direct you. He, like uh, when, he, when the disciples were in the boat, he said to, the, to Peter and, the, and uh, the other disciples, he said, cast your net on the right side of the boat. And I believe God has caused me to cast my net here. It's the right side. And for you, God's called you here. He hasn't called us to a building. He's called us to a body. He's called us into a family. We are his church. We are his bride. He loves us. And whether that's in Wodonga or in Albury, it's no matter. God's called us together. And that's the most important thing. And uh, that calling is really important to me. And I'm sure it is for you, Jason. Thank you so much, Phil. Can we give him a hand for that? That was uh, great words. Um, hi, everyone. Um, I just want to say that uh, for me, the locations, no, it's not an issue. What Phil was saying before, I'm called to be at this church, at this congregation, with this con congregation. Um, six years ago, I was going to a church in Wodonga, and I'd been there for three years, and it was a confusing time for me because for six months or so God was calling me to be somewhere else and I didn't know where that was and so I prayed about it I waited on God I waited on his timing and he led me to Gateway Life Church and I remember walk walking into a Sunday morning service not knowing anyone at the church and introducing myself to, to, to Jason and having a conversation with him after the service and it was meant to be and it was meant to be because God led me here and I know that God calls you to be uh, planted in a church and he plants you there to use your gifts uh, for his purpose and his plan and also for yours. And I'm really excited about this new season. I felt, felt it coming. I wanted it to arrive and it has. And so I'm very excited. And for me, I did the trip the other day and I think it was seven minutes um, to that location. And for the last 10 years or so, um, I worked in Wodonga for a period of time and I commuted from Albury to Wodonga 
lived in Albury, worked in Wodonga, it wasn't a problem. I just see it as a, a real opportunity to get to know more community, um, to get to see some new faces, and just to grow in our gift of giving to the community and to others, and to, to you know bring this really great culture that we have as a church to that to that um, part of town, because it's still part of us. You know, Albury Wodonga, it's part of us. So, um, congratulations, Jason and Trina. Um, I'm glad the green light is on green and we're going for it. So I'm excited and I can't wait to, to move and say goodbye to this place um, and see the, the blessing that is coming with the new building. Amen. Thank you so much, Trudy. Again, just lovely words. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, hun. My wife, Pastor Trina. And that was a miracle at the time because every other church that had approached them to hire that facility, they'd been given a no. But for whatever reason, we had favour. But anyway, that's where we moved to Mirambina. And then when we were there, we grew. God added to us and the church grew. And then while we were there, this facility um, was offered to us, which was fantastic because it meant that we didn't have to bump in and bump out every Sunday. It means we didn't have to set up chairs, set up all the sound. We had a permanent facility that we could be in and it was a great blessing to us. And when we moved into this building church, guess what? We grew. And so I want to encourage you again that this is our opportunity to stay on the journey of faith. As Pastor Jason said, it's a pioneering journey for us at the moment because we're not in our new church building wherever that is yet. Okay, we're not there yet, but we can see it and we're saving for it. And part of this move is moving towards that goal. So we're in this in-between season. And I want to encourage you, it is vital for us as a church, how we behave in this in-between season. I want to encourage you, now is not the time to get off the bus. Okay, we need to stay on the journey of faith together. God is, we're pioneering and, um, you know, we all need to grow in our AQ. You've heard of IQ. You've heard of EQ. AQ is our adaptability, our adaptability quotient. We need to stay adaptable and stay on the journey of faith. So we just really want to invite you and encourage you to stay on the journey with us. We want you to come on this journey with us. As we move over to Wodonga, I'm excited in my spirit. Was it a shock at first? Yes. Were we expecting it to be Wodonga, the open door? No, we weren't. But again, this is the open door that God has given us. So we must believe in faith, like the children of Israel who were led by fire and by cloud, that this is where God is leading us in this next season. And I'm excited because every time God has moved us, we've grown. And so who knows yet our new brothers and sisters that are going to come in when we move to Wodonga. So I just wanted to share that with you as well. Let's all stay in faith. Let's stay together and pioneer in this next season. God bless you. Thank you, gorgeous. Thank you, Trudy. Thank you, Phil. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 6 to 8. You have stayed at this mountain long enough. It's time to break camp and move forward. Advance. A few verses uh, later in the same chapter in, chapter, in verse 21, God sends another message, and the message is, Look, he has placed this land in front of you. Go and occupy it. As the Lord, 
the God of your ancestors has promised you. Don't be afraid and don't be discouraged. And I feel like the Lord said that uh, to Moses and to uh, the children of Israel because they were apprehensive about advancing. They were apprehensive about moving forward because they had settled in their faith. And I think this is why uh, God uses the language to break camp, to break it. I think, you know, to break something means you're committed, you're decisive. And in actual fact, it's not, not, not just a word for us moving forward, but it's a word for someone in your life. One of the reasons why you are sometimes one step forward, perhaps two steps back, and you feel like you're a little bit like this, could it be because you're not decisive enough to break something? And you've got too much going on. You're, you're juggling way too many things. You need to let the wrong kinds of things hit the ground. The things that get in the way of your relationship with God. If what you're doing is taking you away from God, it's not from God. If what you're doing, if the activities, whatever it might be, is causing your heart to grow cool, to go cold, it's not from God. Finally today, I want to read this passage. Over the last two to three years, you know, we've all been through a lot. And there's a lot that we can be looking at. There's a lot of opinions. There's a lot of choices. There are a lot of things that people are doing. But Jesus said, don't you have a saying, it's still four months until the harvest. But Jesus said, I tell you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe unto harvest. And for me, I felt the Holy Spirit reveal to me that quite often as a believer, we can be with our eyes looking down about this, this group, a choice or decision that this person has made, perhaps focusing on what we no longer have or what used to be or what we don't have. But the Lord says, lift up your eyes from where you are looking and see that there is more for you, there is more ahead of you than what's behind you. And I just want to invite us to stand now as we begin to close. I do understand that this is a, a lot for perhaps some to take in, but uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you. I was about to say, one thing I didn't mention is uh, that our last service here is going to be on Sunday, October 30. That will be our last service in this building. And there will be a lot of breakdown, you know, packed down by then. So it'll be a very raw service. It'll be something of a prayer meeting as well and of worship. Um, and our first service in the new building will be the one after. So the first Sunday, pretty cool. Hey, good to see you, man. So good. Um, yes. So can I just give someone now the opportunity just to respond to Jesus, just to get your heart right? How's your heart? How's your heart? Where's your heart? Let me just lead you in a prayer so that we can get our hearts right with God. For everyone in the room and those online, would you pray this prayer after me? Dear Father in heaven, I humble myself today and I simply ask that you would forgive me of all my sins. I acknowledge afresh this day 
that Jesus, he is my Lord, my Savior, my friend, and my soon coming King. Help me today to be all that you've called me to be and strengthen my heart with power from on high. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.